We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Senator Josh Hawley fires back at media critics who see the reality of gender, specifically masculinity, as oppressive. Good for Senator Hawley. He shouldn't back down. Never bow the knee to the rage mob. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. So here's what I want to do. Let's end the week on a positive note. There's so much negative junk in the news. Let's end the week celebrating. Celebrating courage. Celebrating character. Celebrating confidence. Celebrating a leader, Josh Hawley, who has spine and won't back down in the face of the left-wing progressive establishment. He dared to elevate masculinity and manhood and fatherhood to a positive level in a recent conversation, and he's being excoriated for it in the mainstream press. And what has he done? He's doubled down. Good for him. As I've said a thousand times over on the show, never bow the knee to the rage mob. Never give in. Never apologize to the progressive left if you're right. Now, if you've done something wrong, then yeah, apologize for it. That's where I would disagree with President Trump in some of his interaction with people, his opponents, even his friends at times. You know, if you have stubbed your toe and you've done something impolite or rude or crass, or if you're in air, if you were just wrong, then say so and move on. But if you've said something that is irrefutably right and good and moral and true, and the left doesn't like it, never bow the knee. Never give in, never give in, never ever whatsoever, never give up. And Josh Hawley is giving us an example of that this week. So let's take a break, acknowledge our sponsors, and when I get back, I'm going to share with you the details of the exclusive from Breitbart, excuse me, the exclusive from Breitbart on November 10th, 2021, written by Emma Jo Morris. And the headline is, exclusive, Josh Hawley fires back at the media critics. The left sees the reality of gender as oppressive. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, so welcome back to The Rebellion. Like I said, I'd like to end the week on a positive note because this is really a good story. Yes, it's exasperating to see the way the left responds to this, but don't fixate too much on that. Oh, I'll talk about it a little bit and I'll point out where the left has lost its mind again and how they're not pro-science, they're not pro-evidence, they're not pro-empirical analysis. They don't care what the facts are. 
And here's another example of how they ignore those facts for the sake of their political agenda and for their political power. They're blind as a bat. They can't think their way out of a paper bag, even when the evidence is overwhelmingly against their argument and against their worldview. And Josh Hawley's position this week points that out. Yes, you can be thinking about where they're wrong, but I want you to be hearing this story. I want you to listen to this story in the context of celebrating where Josh Hawley is right. Now, again, he's the senator, the Republican from Missouri, who has come under fire in the past for saying conservative things. Frankly, we should champion him. I'm not aware of any time where he's championed a conservative cause where he was wrong. Now, maybe I missed it, but I don't think he's guilty of any of that. He has courage. He has confidence. He has common sense. He grounds himself in a worldview that has been tested by time, defended by reason, validated by experience, and confirmed by revelation, i.e., the truth of God and the truth of Scripture. Josh Howley lives a life and speaks into the public square through the quadrilateral. Remember, I've shared that with you in the past. It's the lens through which you can look at life in a meaningful, consistent basis. Tested by time, confirmed by reason, validated by experience, and finally, finally proven by revelation. In other words, the revelation of God, Scripture, the Bible. Now, even if you're listening to me and you still question whether or not my conservative biblical worldview is, is um, as exclusively positive and right as I would claim it is, I think you have to admit that that quad, that quadrilateral, has value. Time, reason, experience, and revelation. Those things have value as we evaluate the ideas that we engage on a daily basis. For example, the idea of masculinity, the idea of manhood, the idea of courage and confidence, of chivalry, the idea of fatherhood. Now, remember that the left has been very condescending, critical, and disparaging of masculinity in the last handful of years, at least. Also remember that their policies, i.e. the New Deal, uh, the degradation of the family, the tax policies that penalize the nuclear family and reward single parenthood, etc., etc., etc. Sidebar to this whole story, isn't it interesting that Hungary right now has their act together on this issue, whereas we seem to be lost and listing at sea. Hungary has policies right now that reward the nuclear family. Hungary has policies right now that give tax breaks to those who have children. Hungary right now recognizes that they have to have a national identity in order to be a nation, and therefore they're controlling their borders, and they're not letting people in who don't agree with Hungarian principles and Hungarian values. Hungary right now isn't afraid to celebrate its Christian heritage and its Christian history. Isn't that interesting that a former East Bloc country behind the Iron Curtain, 
a country that used to persecute conservative Christians is now embracing Orthodox Christianity as part and parcel of the identity of the nation, of what it means to be a Hungarian, that historical Christianity is in the DNA of the Hungarian um, national identity. Now, I'm not arguing that everybody in Hungary is a Christian. No, not at all. Don't hear that because just because you're born in a car, excuse me, born in a garage doesn't make you a car. So just because you're born in Hungary doesn't mean you're a Christian or just because you're born in the Catholic Church or born in the Orthodox Church or born in the Baptist Church doesn't mean that you have embraced the faith. But what I am arguing is that the overall cultural dynamic, the cultural values of a Christian ethic, if embraced, are going to salt the culture, both for those that are believers and those that aren't, those that are born again and those that aren't, it's going to salt the culture for the good. Because it's going to control evil, it's going to control selfishness, it's going to control the overall natural sin, original sin of man. That's the nature of the United States. I've talked to you about that being our historical reality in the past. Well, Hungary is coming forth. They've actually amended their constitution to elevate all of these values and to codify them. There's a downside to that. You can become culturally Christian and ignore the fact that it has to be a personal confession before you're actually going to be a Christian. But Christendom, I would argue, is not a bad thing. When Constantine released the church to do its good work and assault the world with Christianity, I would argue that that is a positive thing, that Christendom was good and not bad. I know a lot of historians would challenge me on that, but would you rather have it the other way around? Would you rather be speaking uh, Arabic right now and having to bow in submission to Allah on a daily basis for fear of losing your head. I think our Christendom is actually a good thing rather than a bad. Now let's get back to the story of Josh Hawley. So in the context of all of that reality of the historical value of Christendom and what it brings to the table in terms of Christian values, specifically fatherhood, manliness, chivalry, um, masculinity in a positive sense. Let's review the story of Josh Hawley. I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. Again, this is from Breitbart. It's labeled an exclusive, so I guess they picked it up first and ran with it. So it says, Josh Hawley, Republican Missouri, is not backing down amid fierce backlash from legacy media after he blasted, quote, the left-wing attack on manhood, close quote, and urged men to embrace and assume the responsibilities of their gender role in a series of recent remarks. Shame on him. He actually elevated manhood, fatherhood, masculinity to a positive thing and that men should rise to the challenge that their gender brings to the table and stop backing away from it and sitting in their basements playing video games and looking at porn all the time. That's essentially what Josh Hawley is saying. Here, more from the story. In an exclusive interview with Breitbart News, Hawley rebuked his critics saying their attack, their attack is 
an attempt to avoid responsibility for their cultural broadside against America. That's his quote. Further quotes from Holly. I just think the left does not want to own up to the fact that their broadside against America also involves an attack on American men and American women. Amen. I've said a thousand times over, the left has actually degraded women to the status of a fantasy and a fabrication. They're not even facts any longer. Has the left attacked women? You betcha they've attacked women because women don't even exist in the left's paradigm of thought any longer. Women have disappeared. They've become leprechauns and unicorns. They've become caricatures, fantasies, cartoons, if you will. Because if anybody wants to pretend to be a woman, then that makes it so in the left's view. Well, if there is anything that's misogynistic and insulting to women, I can't imagine what would be more so than that. So yes, the left has attacked women. But Holly is, a, is arguing that it's likewise, it, that the left is likewise attacking men. More from his quote. The left has become so, so bent on portraying the society as fundamentally oppressive and fundamentally broken that they now say that if you believe in the reality of gender that you are part of the problem. So true. He's speaking the truth. Listen to him. If you say that there are only two genders, two sexes, and not 50, then they say you're oppressive. They say you are the problem. They say that you are guilty of systemic bigotry and systemic oppression. They say that you need to confess rather than those people that are degrading women and degrading men. Holly first made waves during a keynote address at the National Conservatism Conference in Orlando last month, where he highlighted the trend in America for men to withdraw into the enclave of idleness, that's his quote, as a result of their cultural institutions impressing upon them that manhood is a problem. How many times have you read a story about boys being penalized in school for being boys? Well, they're too aggressive. You need to medicate them. Uh, they're uncontrollable, so put them on Ritalin. You know how it goes right now. If they act like boys, if they're aggressive, if they're pushing, if they're shoving, if they're competitive, if they actually act like a young boy is supposed to act rather than a girl, and I'm not saying girls are bad, I'm just saying there's a difference between the two, that we should acknowledge that and let girls act like girls when they're growing up and reward them for their femininity, because you can't be a feminist if there is no feminine. Likewise, we should reward boys when they act like boys. Yes, coach them and funnel them towards positive expressions of their manhood as they grow up. But don't penalize them for being male. Don't make them feel like they're the problem for everything that exists in culture, when in reality, if they disappear and distance themselves, from culture, and if they stop accepting the responsibility of being mature, thoughtful leaders in the masculine sense, then culture is lost. Want proof? Look at the black family. Since the establishment of Johnson's Great Society, we have destroyed the black family. How so? We've taken fathers out of the home and we've left single mothers to raise these boys. 
And without a male role model in the home, these boys have become dysfunctional. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with the value of the nuclear family and the importance of having a mom and dad in the home showing the complete and full expression of the body of Christ. The female side and the male side, the feminine side and the masculine side, the sensitive feeling side as well as the logical and factual side, the hug around the shoulder, the consoling side, and the father that comes along and kicks you in the seat of the pants and says, don't do that again because there's going to be consequences if you do. It's incredibly important and it seems as obvious as the nose on your face that you have to have this balance in the family. And when you break that balance, the great society proves that society ain't all that great. And you destroy families at the expense of children. And specifically, I'm focusing at the expense of boys. Because these boys don't have any role modeling longer. So where do they go find it? They find it in the streets. They find it in the gangs. They find it in drug dealers and other negative expressions of masculinity. And they think that's what it means to be a man. They find it in unleashed libido and fathering more unwed children. And the cycle continues, continues until we're up to around 70% of black children are born out of wedlock today. And what do you think is going to happen to those kids? More of the same. The best predictor of future behavior is always past behavior. And if we've proven, if the data shows that boys who suffer a fatherless home are going to grow up to be dysfunctional, they're going to grow up to be violent, they're going to grow up to be uncontrolled, they're going to grow up to be the self-fulfilling prophecy of this toxic masculinity because you're the ones left of center folks who redefined masculinity into being a negative thing rather than a positive thing to the extent that you celebrate taking it out of the entire family equation. And what do you have? A dysfunctional family. Josh Hawley comes out and says all of this and the media loses its mind. So more from the article. Holly first made waves during a keynote address at the National Conservatism Conference in Orlando last month where he highlighted the trend of American men withdrawing into the enclave of idleness. I already read that, but I want to repeat it to you. As the result of their cultural institutions impressing upon him, upon them, the, the men, the boys, that manhood is the problem. In an interview with Axios, this past week, Holly said that conservatives must, quote, call men back to responsibility amid the cultural left's claim that America is systemically oppressive and that men are systemically responsible. Again, it's all this finger pointing. Everything that's wrong is in culture is your fault. It's, it's white people's fault. It's men's fault. It's America's fault. It's not the fault of anybody else. It's always this finger pointing rather than accepting personal responsibility and teaching it and encouraging it. Fostering blame rather than coaching, promoting, and teaching responsibility is never going to be a recipe for cultural and community health. Asked to define a man, Holly said, a man is a father, a man is a husband, a man is somebody who takes responsibility. Now just stop and think about that. Why is that bad? How could anybody criticize Holly for saying that? I'm going to quote him again. 
What is a man? Define a man, Senator Hawley. Here's his quote. A man is a father. A man is a husband. A man is somebody who takes responsibility. And he gets criticized for this. He went on. We've got to say that spending your time not working, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online while doing nothing is not good for you, your family, or this country. Oh, how terrible of Senator Hawley to say that. And that is exactly what the left is saying right now. You know, Hawley claims to fall in line with studies. This is the article again. Hawley claims that he's falling in line with studies published on these topics. In other words, he's claiming that he's got data to support it, and you know what? He does. For example, for example, according to statistics shared by Pornhub, again, this is not a conservative Christian source, I might add. This is Pornhub. This is a major online website with the explicit purpose of providing pornography to its consumers. Pornhub says that over 70% of all of its users are young adults, now 35 years of age, and that they're men. Big surprise. If you don't have a job, you don't have anything to do, and you haven't been taught moral responsibility, and you've been told from the time you were in kindergarten on up that there is no such thing as morality, it's all just a social construct, that the nuclear family is bad rather than good, that personal responsibility is just white privilege code language for holding minorities down. If you've been told all of this stuff, if you've been told that critical race theory is true and that biblical values are false, if you've been told that Christianity should be disparaged and that neo-Marxism and atheism should be elevated, then why wouldn't you sit in your basement if you don't have a job doing all of these negative things? Because you don't think there's anything wrong. They've seared your conscience. Like I said yesterday, they've cut out the soul of your sons, they've gelded the stallion, and now they bid him be fruitful? You think you're going to have a moral man, a moral society, when you've told them from the time that they were five years, old, five years of age and up that morality is a joke? 70% of all users on Pornhub are young adults below 34 years of age, and they're men. He cites another study. This one's from the German Institute for the Study of Labor. And they found that pornography consumption is neg negatively correlated with marriage rates. Does that, that's a shocker, isn't it? <laughs> okay. They actually say this. This is a quote. Traditionally, one of the reasons to enter into marriage was sexual gratification. But, but as options for sexual gratification outside of marriage have grown, the need for a marriage to serve this function is diminishing. That's from Germany. Again, this is not a Christian report. They're just reporting facts. So if 70% of Pornhub users are young men below the age of 34 who don't have a job and who are sitting in the basement of their mom and dad's home or some government subsidized apartment with nothing to do other than look at porn and be self-centered rather than selfless, if you've taught them that masculinity is nothing other than your sexual drive, it has nothing to do with your moral character, then what are you going to have? You're going to have this kind of nonsense. In a, in a 2017 study by the National Bureau of Economic Research, this is what was concluded. That decline in working hours among young men is directly linked to what? Video game usage. So not only are young men wasting their time in looking at porn, 
they're wasting their time playing video games. Rather than getting out of the house, getting out of the basement, going out into society and learning a trade because they feel the responsibility for taking care of not only themselves, but their wife and their kids. That kind of language is actually considered negative in today's progressive left culture. A report from the New York Times on the study that I just cited says this, since 2004, video games have been responsible for reducing the amount of work that young men do by 15 to 30 hours over the course of a year, wasted time sitting around playing video games. Between 2004 and 2015, young men's leisure time grew by 2.3 hours a week. A majority of that increase, 60%, was spent playing video games, according to government time use surveys. This is the New York Times. Well, the media goes bananas because Josh Hawley pointed all of this stuff out. Again, pro-science, he's citing the science. Pro-data, he's citing the data. Pro-empirical analysis, he's citing empirical facts. He's not talking about feelings, he's talking about reality. And every honest study out there that assesses young boys being left at home without a male role model will tell you it's going to end badly rather than end positively. Every study will tell you that. There isn't one out there that would suggest otherwise. So why are they losing their mind? Because Josh Hawley dared to talk about patriarchy, the positive side of masculinity, chivalry, discipline, courage, confidence, leading like a man, acting like a man, like a father, like a husband, like a provider, like a protector. All of this is perceived as bad by the left. So here's my point. The left has lost its mind. They call this stuff toxic. They, talk, they call anything that's traditional, anything that's Christian, anything that's conservative, anything that's masculine, anything that's grounded in the positive side of patriarchy, they call all of this, they call all of this systemic racism. They call all of this systemic oppression. Now, if that's where we are, if that's the left-wing consensus on masculinity, then we're lost. We are literally lost. For thousands of years, philosophers, theologians, scientists have understood that assertiveness and independence are not inherently problematic, but rather these things are the positive aspects of culture. Yes, like any other gift, it can turn into a curse if it isn't nurtured properly, properly, excuse me, and funneled and coached and mentored in the right direction. That's the nature of every gift you have, and it's the nature of every gift that I have. Your gift can become your curse if you don't have somebody to teach you to use it properly. The problem here is not masculinity. The problem here is the lack of real men. Applause to you, Senator Josh Hawley. Good for you for having the courage to say it, and even more so, thank you so much. For not, for not backing down and for not bowing your knee to the rage mob. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.